I salute you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Please open the precious word of God to the book of Malachi. Malachi, the last book of your Old Testaments. And let's look at a powerful statement made there about the sovereignty of our God and his choice to love Jacob and Israel and his choice to love us. Malachi chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. The burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, Wherein hast thou loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord? Yet I loved Jacob, and I hated Esau, and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. Whereas Edom saith, We are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, They shall build, but I will throw down, and they shall call them the border of wickedness, and the people against whom the Lord hath indignation forever. And your eyes shall see, and ye shall say, The Lord will be magnified from the border of Israel. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. These five verses deserve a sermon themselves. When it says a burden, that's a warning of judgment that's coming. And you'll find many chapters and books, especially of the minor prophets in the Old Testament, using the word burdened because it identifies who's being warned and of the judgment that's coming. God declared his love for Israel. In verse 2, I have loved you. It should have affected them, but it hadn't. They were back from Babylon, and they were in straits. They were in difficulties. They weren't being blessed, but it was their fault. His love for them and having delivered them out of Babylon should have caused their tremendous zeal toward him and his worship. He's told us that he loves us. It should affect our lives. The God of heaven loving us? We have no claim to his love, no right to it. There's nothing loving, lovely about us, and yet he has loved us. It should affect our lives. In this passage, there are two questions, and it's the two questions I would like to focus on the most right in the middle of verse 2. Two question marks. Two questions. The first question is in response to God's love for them, they asked back, Wherein hast thou loved us? How have you loved us? What have you done to show love to us? Wherein hast thou loved us? I love our Lord's concise rhetorical annihilation of their question by another question in response. Was not Esau Jacob's brother? Now, there were two nations in the same part of the world. One was called Israel that descended from Jacob. One was called Edom 
that descended from Esau. There were two nations. They each had a heritage given to them by God, but one was far superior to the other. Was not Esau Jacob's brother? That's enough right there. There should be no question in an Israelite's mind that God had indeed loved them. And not only was Esau Jacob's brother, Esau was Jacob's twin brother. They were both in the womb at the same time by the same act of conception, and yet God made a tremendous difference between the two of them. How have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother? Look what I have done for you. Look what I have not done for them, but look at what I am going to do against them. A twin. Yet I loved Jacob and I hated Esau. I had twins in the womb, and Romans 9, 11 through 16 tells us all about this in detail. I had twins in the womb. I chose to love Jacob. I chose to hate Esau before either one of them had done any good or evil. That is what the Bible teaches. And that is what we believe. I love Jacob and I hated Esau as we transition into verse 3. And I have laid his mountains and his heritage waste. I have wasted his land. I gave him a certain portion in this world geographically and I have wasted it. I wasted it with Nebuchadnezzar. But see, the Jews were back by the decree of Cyrus the Persian. But Nebuchadnezzar had also destroyed the Edomites. And we have some minor prophets to tell us about that event. And Edom says, we're impoverished, we're troubled, we're in straits, we're in difficulties because of what Nebuchadnezzar did to us, but we're going to return ourselves and we're going to build, and God says, what you try to build, I'm going to throw down, tear down, and destroy. And I will make it known and visibly known that that is the border of wickedness. Now, both nations were wicked. Jacob and Esau were wicked. When we read the younger lives of Jacob and Esau, it's easier to see better character in Esau than there was in Jacob. But both nations were wicked. That's why they both had been ravaged by Nebuchadnezzar. But God was going to leave Esau in wickedness. And God was going to leave them wicked. And God was going to treat them as being wicked. And so it's going to be called the border of wickedness for the land of Edom. They shall build, but I shall throw down. And they shall call them the border of wickedness. And then further, the people against whom the Lord hath indignation forever. God can make that big of a difference between two nations. The nation that was the apple of his eye that he loved, and the nation that he hated and had indignation against them forever. What a choice by two twins. What should Jacob do? He should be constrained like the Apostle Paul was to live the rest of his life in service to the God that made such a choice for him and them over Esau and the Edomites. And verse 5, Your eyes shall see, the eyes of Israel shall see, and ye shall say, it is going to be so obvious, the Lord will be magnified from the border 
of Israel. At the border, there was going to be a difference made. The Edomites would be crushed by God. They'd be the border of wickedness, left in their natural depravity, but Israel would be the magnified people of God, His church, His rebuilt temple, His Son, Jesus Christ, the Redeemer, all nations of the earth blessed through the son of David and seed of Abraham that would come through that nation. What a difference. That difference has been made for us in many ways, spiritual and natural. I'll refer to a few today. But we want to bless the God of heaven, thank and praise him, and commit our lives to live for him. When we say, where has he loved us? Who do you need in your life? Who do you know in your life that God hasn't shown the mercy toward that he has toward you? Some of you and your families are like firebrands plucked out of the fire. And there's been a huge difference made. And you should remember that kind of a difference that God's made so that we give him our best in our worship today, in our service, in the days coming. Look at the differences. That's what God wants us to do. Look at the differences. The border of wickedness versus the border of Israel. The Lord will be magnified from one in blessing, and the Lord will be magnified from the border of the other in judgment. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and omnipotent God, our Father in heaven, in Jesus glorious name we come before thee without whom and without his perfect righteousness and his shed blood we would have no access nor privilege nor right to come before thee almighty god we thank thee and we praise thee for thy loving kindness toward jacob and toward israel because it seemed good in thy sight. We thank thee and we praise thee for thy righteous, just judgment of Esau and the Edomites, because it seemed good in thy sight. We thank thee, Holy Father, that because it seemed good in thy sight, you have chosen us and called us out of this world opened our eyes and our ears and our minds and shown us thy gospel truth and caused us and moved us to believe it and to love it because it seemed good in thy sight. There is nothing good in us. There is no constraining reason in us for you to show us such goodness. There is no constraining reason in thy perfect nature to move thee toward us Accept the choice of the good pleasure of your own will to display your loving kindness toward rebel enemies while leaving others under your just and holy judgment. We are humbled before thee. Heavenly Father, we shall read this day that we and the people of God in times past were precious in thy sight. But that was all thy choice, because there is no preciousness in us. That they were honorable in thy sight, but only because you had made them vessels of honor, not because we have any 
of ourselves. Oh, Lord, have mercy upon us today and bless these hearers to understand the things laid before them, that they might humble themselves before thee and love thee in return like they should. The love of Christ should constrain us because we should judge that if one died for us, then they which live should henceforth live unto him that loved them and gave himself for them. O Heavenly Father, bless us to give our lives a living sacrifice in service to Thee and Thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee for Him. O Heavenly Father, open our eyes today to see Thy glory in the splendor of Thy sovereign government and the distinguishing, discriminating, differentiating, special and particular love you have shown toward your church and toward us from the beginning. We thank thee and praise thee. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. Forgive us our spiritual slothfulness. Forgive us our sluggardliness. Forgive us, O Lord, the mediocrity of our worship and bless us this day to be passionate and to lift up thy holy name and to love thy word and to look at every single word on these pages, and to appreciate the books that you have given us in that Greek word, the Bible, that we have. Oh, Lord, I thank thee, and I pray that you'll bless me by your Spirit today to bear fruit with this congregation. Heavenly Father, there is no presentation that can change the hearts of men. There is no preparation that can change the hearts of men. But, O Lord, there is prayer that can change the hearts of men by the Holy Spirit. And I pray that by thy Spirit, you will bless the preached word to bear fruit, to change our lives, to fill us with knowledge and understanding that we would bow before thee and yet rejoice in thee and make our boast in God all the day long. It's in Jesus' glorious name that we pray and submit and commit these services to thee. Amen. Amen.